Hey guys, we're back. Welcome to episode two of Sugar Spice and, and Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ, the podcast, the best podcast you know, your new favorite podcast, the one you should be sharing with your friends and family. Tell your husbands, tell your wives, tell your kids. Tell your dog. Yeah, tell your dog. Your dog needs some company during the day, so I hope eventually we will make enough content that your dog could listen to. We've been told that we have calming voices by trusted sources. Yeah, I don't think this episode is going to be very calming for a lot of people. No, but if you're just kind of listening but not really listening... Like you're just listening for the voices, you're not really paying attention to what's being said, by all means, continue. But please note and be warned that there may be things said that may rub you the wrong way. Um, Not intentionally. That happens a lot. Yes. I have Asperger's. I don't know when things are offensive to people. So... I'm just going to leave that there. And I'm just an ass. I don't care if it offends you. But genuinely, I... I'm I'm kidding. I'm not like that. We want to live at peace with one another as much as we are able. Um, And so we truly, we apologize if it comes across as un-Christ-like. So we actually sat down before this to discuss if we would even bring this topic to episode two. Um... This topic is sort of one of those very hot button ones, especially today, June first. I'll, uh, I'll it's Pride Month. Yeah, it's Pride Month. Um, so, so we're gonna say things that might be offensive, like it's I'm proud of my sin month. Yeah. Because Uh that's what it is, and we're bringing the eternal perspective uh, to these topics, and so that may be a bit jarring because the eternal perspective is not one that's often... Well, I I guess we should preface it by if this is something that is going to be too much for you, um, thank you for the download, but... uh, Maybe, maybe see this one out today. Um, if not, then we welcome you, and we welcome you into the conversation. Once again, uh, you can reach us on the podcast email. Um, that's ssjcpodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we look forward to hearing from you, as long as you keep it civil. We're trying to keep it civil here, too, so... Um, And maybe in the future this will come up where we have people that are on the other side of this versus us as a guest. Mm. Um, I feel like that might be a healthy conversation also. Right. Um, But that all goes to say the conversation here tonight is going to be a Christian reaction. How does someone who claims to follow Jesus Christ and the way... How do they react to things like this in the nation they live in, in the world they live in, given the freedoms that they have, given the opportunities that they have, um, and the eternal perspectives of such, and what the church's reaction should be? So I don't think we have all the answers to all this, Um, 
but it's my hope that we can have a all all have a healthy discussion on this. So yeah, it's Pride Month. Uh, today's June first, so all the corporations that like to exploit the LGBTQ plus community um, are changing their logos to rainbow color, rainbow color, rainbow style. Um, and we know that that's what it's about. They want to make money, and that's. Yeah, I already got two emails today. They fell into my promotions folder in my inbox. Thank you, Google. Um, from Quip and Bombus. The title headline was about Pride Month or something, but like, if I bet if I were to open them, it's an advertisement for one of their Pride themed products. Yeah. And I know like Bombus does, you know, they give one pair for every pair that they sell of socks or whatever item it is um so that's good but also i don't know exploiting people and what they believe to be their identity for money is just that's it that's lower than low it feels wrong and i mean look this happens to a lot of different types of people you know, yeah. And corporations have been exploiting people for hundreds of years here. Um, well, everything gets turned into a money grab. Right. I mean, that's in a bad way. It's capitalism. Um, <laughs> Is there a way to hate capitalism, but also not be a fan of communism or socialism? I think that's just called rolling with it and just living. Is that is that what the kingdom economy is going to look like? I don't know. I, New I, Earth, because you know there's going to be like commerce and trading and and all this kind of stuff. Like it's. But it'll be like we're working together. No yes. One's be it's not a competition. It's not about who's better, who has more power, who has more resources. How do I it's climb the corporate ladder by cutting everyone's throats ahead of me and all this right. But I digress. Yeah, so I guess what I would start by saying is like everything else, you don't have to look at it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's getting kind of hard. It is, but like also... Because it's everything. You can't find anything that's rainbow themed without it being labeled as pride. Yeah. Everything like I did a search on Target.com, although this isn't surprising, given you know light of recent uh, collaborations that they've had. But I was looking for rainbow things, and every single thing, whether it was a toy, a card, a decor, whatever it is, like if it's rainbow themed, it's pride. It's pride, and it's like this is. A, I don't know. It's everywhere, and. Well, I mean, I look at it like the Upside Down Cross. Um, it was Christian symbolism. It was a Christian symbol um, of, you know, St. Peter being crucified upside down. He was an apostle of Jesus. Um, and the reason he did that was because he didn't feel like he was on the same level to be even crucified the same way Jesus Christ was. He wasn't worthy. Right. He, he felt wasn't, he wasn't worthy. He felt he wasn't worthy. So it's 
not an evil symbol, but now it's perceived as evil. Evil. Um, and it's interesting because there is like a take back the rainbow movement, uh, which I don't necessarily know if I agree with a movement like that. Why? It was ours to begin with. It is ours, but like, so I kind of, I mean, obviously I'm a straight white man, so my opinions really don't matter in today's day and age at all. But I kind of like try to see it from the perspective of them and if they feel like they're just trying to live the way they want to, let's take sin out of it. They, or like, let's take our eyes off of this for a second, like our Christian lens off of this. But see, once you do that, that makes, they start to make sense and you can't do that because it's similar to that idea that I saw um, where God says, like, why do you call it love? God says it's not love. So it's well, not. It's not an opinion, but not it's not an opinion. And right. But God, as the creator of all things, the source of life, the one that designed everything, he's the one that gets to define what everything is. And if he says what something is and what it's not, there's no arguing with it. That's just that's truth. That's objective truth. It doesn't change based on how you feel about it. And that's the beautiful thing about him. He's the rock of ages. He is the ancient of days. He is the unchanging eternal one. That's why we can count on him because there is no shadow in him. There is no unpredictable, spontaneous change that like we can't expect. And so he can't be trusted. Like he can be trusted because he is faithful, because he is unchanging. He always was, is and always will be. And that's why we trust that he is who he says he is and that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And that's make all things new. And the reason why we push the message, why we, we push forward, um, and we push against these movements and these communities of sin, if we're calling it what it is, um, we do it in love because we know what's coming and everything is going to be made new. And if you do not have the atoning blood of Christ to cover you and make you righteous and holy, when God's presence comes to be among his people and live among us, you will not be able to stand. It's, it's just, it's logical. You, you can't exist in his holy presence without being covered in the blood of Christ and the seal of the Holy Spirit. And you can't get those while you are a slave to sin. You can't have both. You can't live in what you believe is a good and healthy and wonderful lifestyle based on your own standards and expect that when all things are made new, it's not about going to heaven or hell. When all things are made new, because this earth will pass away, everything as we know it will pass away and it will be made new. 
And when that happens, you want to make sure that you're going to be able to withstand that. And the only people that will be able to stand, who is it? God's people. God's people will stand. And that's why we push against sin. And that's why we allow ourselves to be labeled as haters to the ones that don't understand because the ones that the ones that are receptive to the gospel the ones that do have that hunger for the bread of life they'll listen and they'll see and they'll come my well i think my favorite word that they've used against us is homophobe um, Which doesn't even make sense because, because that's defined as a fear, fear of, an intense fear. You know, it's not just fear like of them. it's like I don't fear anybody, right? Um, you got all these like, conspiracy theories going around about the elite and who's got what money and who's running what crime ring and who's plotting to end mass lie. What I don't know, and it's like okay, these are children at. Play. My God is laughing. He's gonna blow them away like chaff. Yeah. There. Well, there are clear, like. Like yes, there's clear evil at work. Like right. it's principalities and powers outside of this world, but working through humans as puppets. Uh, but that doesn't change anything. Well, I think. If the, God is for us, who can stand against us? Well, I think the. Um, Maybe they feel a certain way towards people that claim to, you know, follow Jesus because they've been told they'll burn in hell for their sins or they've been shoved a Bible verse, at, you know, in their face. Um, the thing that I find interesting, though, and I'm tangenting real quick, um, the ones that have a like a little bit more of a voice, the ones that are sort of pushing for this, especially the ones that claim to be like queer pastors and priests. Um, they're not a friend of yours. They're not because they're telling you two different things. They're telling you that it's okay for you to live in sin because God wanted you to. And because God loves you just the way you are. And he- like, Yes, but also no. That's really not true, though, because then why would he have sent Jesus if he loves us that way? He loves you in your sin, but he doesn't love you in your sinful state. He loves you in spite of your sin. It's like your kid. Yes. And you're just like, I love you, but I want to punch your head off because you're being a little jerk. And have you ever like... (laughs) I'm asking the audience. This is uh, obviously I'm not going to get in. Yeah. Have you ever walked into your child covered in poop? Do you want to just go over to them and cover them in hugs and kisses and celebrate them and say, yeah, you're so great. What a wonderful person you are. I love you so much. Just the way you are. (laughs) I love you just the way you are. You're so perfect. Are you kidding? No, I you would desperately love your child, but also desperately fight the urge to not puke because you're so repulsed by them. Oh, yeah. That is what we're like to God. He loves Holding us. He loves the soul that he created you to be. But he is repulsed by the sin that you have covered yourself in. Yeah. That we have all covered ourselves in. And 
the only way to get it off, the only way to scrub the poop off is you got to let Jesus wash you clean. And that only happens if you submit to him and declare him as Lord. And that means accepting that his ways are better, that his laws are good, that his way is life. And it doesn't all come at once. You you may not get that understanding about everything, but in time with the help of the Holy Spirit, he will illuminate things for you and show you the beauty in the way. Um, you, you just gotta let him show you. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're gonna have two types of people here in this kind of conversation. You're gonna have the ones that actually repent and walk away from their sin and Follow the way. And then you're going to have ones that love their sin so much they can't do it. And they love their sin so much that they hate us. They hate the message we bring. They hate Jesus. So what is a Christian's reaction to those people? Well, you do what Jesus did. You follow his example. He ate with them. He taught them. He fed them. Um, but he didn't do life with them. He didn't travel with them. They were not in his inner circle. Yes, he chose sinners. You know, he chose tax collectors and um, well, he chose fishermen the and heart. Yes, exactly. That's the point. Like he chose the people that, yes, they were sinners to begin with. They weren't perfect. It's not like he chose like, you know, some clean you know, shiny bunch. No, I mean, he, he picked a murderer to write the last half of the the, uh, the New Testament pretty much. Paul, yeah. When he was, you know, when he went by Saul, he was one of the biggest persecutors of the early church. He hated Christians because he was a Pharisee of high order and he believed that following the law was the way to righteousness and he thought that his works made him righteous and better and The message that Christ gave contradicted that. It wasn't through works that you're saved. It's by grace through faith. Um, Which those works come, though. Right. The the faith prompts the works. Like once you are in your journey of sanctification, you can't help but do those works. The Holy Spirit just kind of like starts starts planting that that desire. Giving you a kingdom mindset Mm -hmm. to preserve his people and build the kingdom thy kingdom come thy will be done yeah and that is his will <laughs> yes but uh yeah I think we tangent into a little bit but yeah let's been trying to thought <laughs> it's weird cause like I feel like Ah, so Christ's example, he, he ate with them, he taught them, you know, he socialized with them, but he didn't do life with them. He wasn't, um, they weren't his best friends. Like the people that were his best friends while they were sinners to begin with, they, they believed in him as their Lord. Um, but they also like did make an effort to follow the law. You know, they, they were 
trained in it. They were taught it. They grew up in it. Um, so it was part of their life, but I don't know if it was something they maybe took seriously. I mean, that sounds familiar. That's a lot of us. Um, you know, we claim to believe in God and we go to church and we go through the motions, but it's not really a conviction. It's just more of, well, that's just how we're raised. Um, and that's not to say that like you had, well, those who follow that lifestyle are the homosexual more, more lifestyle sinful than we are. That's right. Not, no, it's, it's like lumped in with many other life. sins. That's not a sin that's like singled out in anywhere in scripture. Like it's, it's never the only thing that's targeted. Like it's always mentioned in a group of sins. So it's not like, it's like the worst thing you could ever do. No, the worst thing you could ever do is deny Christ as your Lord. But that's like saying, or it's kind of like finding identity in your sin though. Like, I feel like that's a lot of what this is. Like I don't identify as a depressed cheater liar whatever it is um i say depressed because that was literally like one of my bigger struggles i had because it is part of who i am and it causes me to sin so i say that because that's the struggle i have um but you know i have to walk away from it and i have to take up my cross on it every day but I don't identify as that. Well, I mean, that's not really something you'd want to identify as. I'm just saying, it's an example that I have to sort of, you know, level it. I know it's not the same, or at least on the worldly perspective of it, but like, I don't know. So, <clears throat> while Jesus didn't do life with them and they weren't... Um, they weren't part of that inner circle of followers. Um, it kind of shows us how to love people in the LGBTQ community. We meet them where they're at. We love them in that we invite them into our homes we go to their home we you know we invite them into our church services into our home groups into our recovery groups you know whatever they're they're needing um, to be ministered to but we also recognize that there are lines and boundaries uh, and there are spaces that people that are living in open, unrepentant sin, um, like the majority of homosexuals, um, you can't be in positions of leadership. You can't, um, you know, be in a staff position in some places. Um, you can't pastor you yeah, can't don't come in and try to change things because like these are things these are positions that are clearly defined in scripture and non-negotiable and non-negotiable like scripture clearly lays out the type of man that is in leadership within the church and my argument to you would be if you want that start your own thing but please don't church. use the name of Christ. Yep. 
Nope. Uh, you can use, you know, whatever deity own. you want, but leave Christ out of it. Um, it's... No, make your own. Don't even use a different religions. No, I didn't say. I said a different deity. A deity can be whatever make your you own. want it to be. Um, make it yourself. Because <laughs> yep. that's I mean, truly that's what, it what it is. is. I mean, isn't that every thing that goes against the all like all creator all knowing god isn't that every well, sin yeah <laughs> but it's like and then that reminds me of something else that i heard where you know you free oh. the gateway no um how it's thought of we're told that we are homophobic and unloving for not affirming their sexuality and their gender and whatever. Um, but what could be more unloving than affirming that they're a biological mistake? Oh yeah. I heard about this. Like, I agree with that statement actually. Like how, how messed up is it to confirm that somebody's gender, somebody's body, somebody's mind, whatever, is a mistake? They're right. They're messed up. How is that being loved just as you are? Well, I mean, a bunch of... I'm sure there are instances where that was not the message that the Christian gave them. Well, I can confirm that that wasn't a Christian that was an antichrist. Yeah. And unfortunately, there was no believer around to discern that and help that person. And it sadly happens way more than we realize or is, want to realize. That's not the Christian way we're talking about because... No. No, like the Christian way is what I'm saying. Like when you invite them into your home, you minister to them, you love on them, you teach them, you you support them. But there's certain spaces that, right, like there's certain spaces that they just can't hold positions in because those spaces are reserved for people that surrender their life, body and soul to Christ as Lord. Um and that's that's just how it is it's not a personal thing it's just that's holiness that's what it looks like and that's not based on our standard or any any you know moral law that man has determined that's based on what god says in his word and if we believe that his word is his word then i mean we have to take him at it there's no arguing. There's no opinions. There's no buts. It's thus says the Lord. He has spoken. This is the way. <laughs> A little Mandalorian reference there. <laughs> um, I don't even think we need to bring in like the what about the children aspect of this? Because like any sane person would say that it is wrong to shove that into little minds. And also like... If parents are bringing kids to that, that's on the parents. That's not on any of us. Like, I'm sorry. Sexuality is just not age appropriate. Like, anytime, like, that's shortly before puberty. Because, like, it's irrelevant. 
like shortly before puberty, you got to let your kids know what's going to be going on with their bodies. So they're not like, your brain doesn't fully develop anyway until like, right. So like, so any discussion of sexuality outside of like biology and like keeping it purely scientific is completely inappropriate because it's not relevant before that age. So I don't understand why it's just pushing younger and younger and younger. Like, there's no need for... I mean, let's let's take a step back for a second. Is that just because that's what our circle is constantly harping on? Or is that actually happening? You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like it's, live under a rock, so I'm not sure what's actually happening. Yeah, I feel like it's probably like but an I, edge case. Edge case meaning... Um, it's probably like a one percenter of cases of this like actually going on. What do you mean? Where they're teaching kids all of this stuff. Um, well, I mean, we went to that um, Alliance Defending Freedom forum, and one of the women there said that she talked to the principal about curriculum that she wasn't comfortable with. Yeah, no, but my question is, like, how much of that do we actually, like, okay, so, like, she, that's a case. Let's say that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how many of these are actually happening? Like, I would wonder how Honey, often this happens. parents are outraged. Like, you don't get wind of parents being outraged unless it's a lot of them. Like, once you start going after the kids, parents, the mama bears come out and the papa bears come out. So people that may be passive otherwise, when you start going after their kids, bless your heart. Hmm. I mean, I I hear a lot of this. They're going to be a lot more vocal in defense of children than like older kids. My Christian nationalist circles talk about this way more than like. Well, I mean, of course, you're going to hear more of it from Christians. We don't hang around people that are active in that kind of a sin to know what's like what the agenda is, what the goal is, what's actually going on. We don't sympathize with that. So we're not in conversation with people that do actually know. So it's, I don't know if it's wise to question the validity of it. Well, I mean, and maybe that's where we get that wrong, because we're not opening our tables to these people to talk to them, (laughs) see if that's actually happening. I mean, I'm not really in a habit of leaving the house much, so it's not like I go to places where they are and I intentionally ignore them. No, I I work with, well, I worked with a couple of multiple people within the LGBTQ community in different, you know, they were members of the community in different capacities. Um, Me too. And I was never anything but loving to them. And they never had any complaint. They like, I don't know. Like, it's not even like I made them uncomfortable and they yeah, were just kind of like being nice about it. You like didn't make them feel like that they were dirty and gross. No, like it didn't play a part in our conversations at all. Like it, it didn't affect how I treated them. If they were to come up in conversation and they would ask me questions, then yeah, I would tell them what God says 
in his word. Do you think they would have received um, that? If perhaps, well? if perhaps, if they were open to what was going to be said, and they weren't trying to be like confrontational about it, they weren't those kinds of people, though. Um, I mean, we had an instance recently where there was one that was like, "Don't even at me." Oh, yeah, that one. That one's. That one hurt. Yeah, I cried about that one, um, because it's, it's it's difficult to see someone that you care for, um, just completely dive headfirst into the bubbling, rotting pool of sin. And sometimes it like it's kind of like tossing a, like okay, so sin is kind of like tossing a stone into like a puddle, and you think it only affects the stone because the stone gets wet. Like, let's say you're the one that's jumping into the pool of sin, right? And you're the stone. And it only affects me because I got wet. But, like, it has a rippling effect a lot of the time, too. Like, just because you sunk down doesn't mean it didn't affect others around you, It didn't create a wake that threw somebody else's, you know, boat over. Yeah. Um... And that goes for everything. Yeah, no, it's it's not just homosexuality. It is every sin, but this particular sin is one of the ones that's glorified publicly the most. Um, I'd say that along with pornography, along with uh, casual sex. Like, it's not just same-sex sex. Oh, sex. I have one on that. It's all different kinds of sexual sin. It's sex outside of marriage. It's 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 essentially any sex that is not within the definition of what God has outlined in his word. So that's you know, adultery, that's homosexuality, it's pedophilia, it's anything that's not part of his design. This was a um post on Instagram from queer theology. Um, That's just an oxymoron. And normally I'm just kind of like, I could just let this stuff go by, but then they put God in there, so like, I can't. So, (laughs) they posted, it's a picture, casual sex can be sacred too. And then the tagline says, promiscuity and hookups taught me about agape. God's self-sacrificing love. That makes me want to puke. When I tell you I almost threw my phone across the room reading that, I threw my phone across the room (laughs) reading that. Um, That is not anything near. That's not even like on the same planet here, okay? Agape love is all-consuming. Agape love endured suffering you can't imagine in a human body. Agape died. And the world broke in half. And Agape rose to life. And he's coming back to put all things right. 
Agape is holy and sacred and righteous. And it's just, it's a holy zeal in my soul when I see such disgusting The temperature in this room Sin. <laughs> yeah. Trying to smear itself. To snake its way in. I just want King Jesus to come back and put a boot up everybody's ass. (laughs) And I I say that as, you know, (laughs) yes, Um, I say that, you know, with uh, Holy Spirit privilege. Because I have declared him as Lord. And so, hey, I already killed my flesh. So, I mean, you either got to let him do it or you got to do it. But someone's going to do it if you. (laughs) Someone's going to do it. Yeah. So whoever doesn't do it to themselves before he comes back, he's going to do it for you. And I don't recommend that. She's talking about bending the knee. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be forced to bend the knee when you declare that Jesus is Lord because every tongue will confess and every knee will bow at the name of Jesus. It's even like it's so funny. Like I don't even know why I just thought of this, but like it's even in the name of the month. Pride is not a good thing to be happy about. No. It's not a thing to be celebrated. It's so dirty. That's one of the seven things that God hates. Yeah, pride is just so it leads to so many other things. Like it's what took. It leads to partiality. It I feel like pride is the original sin. Selfishness. It leads. Well, we wanted to be our own gods. So yes, we ate the fruit. We wanted to see for ourselves. There's a seed of doubt planted, but we were too prideful to care. We were like, you know what? We do know better. You know I what, do want to be wise you know like what, God. an angelic snake that has legs, I'm sure? I don't know. Um, <laughs> he had legs. Because he got them taken away. Got to crawl on his belly for his whole life. It's weird. Where were we before that? It's hard to live for him during all this because like this stuff makes me pissed because they take Jesus and they use it as like they just they just they make him him into this nice little brown boy but they but it's not even that like they just take his name and they shove him in like their catapult like their what is the word not fodder Freaking mortar. Yeah. And then they fling it over at us. And they're like, but Jesus said this. Maybe you should read your own book. God and maybe loves you everyone. Just... Huh? <laughs> God loves everyone. Okay. But not everybody's a child of God. Let's be real here. He also hates evildoers. Yeah. Thank you, David, for that one. The Psalms are so uplifting. Oh, they're so great. Some of them are. I love, I love the Psalms. They're great. Well, I mean, they range so many different emotions and seasons of life. 
they're very relatable. Well, yeah. There's a lot of sin talked about in the Psalms, too. That's not relatable? No, it is. It's just... I don't know. It's one of those ones that I would always recommend to even non-believers because... Right, because you just... You see the many... I don't know. Feelings of what it's like to be human, to experience loss, to experience anger, pain, betrayal, embarrassment, what have you. Like, if anyone is relatable in the Old Testament, it's David. It's David. Yeah. It's just because he was so raw. I think I relate to his shortcomings more than his other stuff but you don't relate to being a man after God's heart no I do but there you go that's what he's known for yeah that's true I mean even when they talk about him in the Hebrews it's not like oh it's my servant David a a lustful disgusting no it's King David killer (laughs) which is everything that he was Um, but it's no my faithful servant David so how beautiful is that? So I guess what would we say to the ones that struggle and they want Jesus over their homosexuality or whatever? you got to get into struggle. community. You have to find a group of believers within your local church that will come alongside you, that will hold you accountable, that will love you, that will support you, that will encourage you, that will lament with you in the hard times, that will celebrate you in the great times, and that will move with you from one degree of glory to the next. You can't do it alone. And you can't just pray the gay away. That's so toxic. It It's a journey of sanctification, just like the rest of us. For the person that struggles with a pornography addiction, for the person that struggles with one night stands, you know, perpetually, for the person that struggles with getting drunk all the time, for the person that's addicted to drugs, whatever it is, to the person that is stealing stuff from work to the person that lies on their, you know, tests or cheats or whatever it is. Like it's all the same. There's no degree of sin that makes you worse or better. Well, I think the argument they're making is that it's not sin because it's love. God says it's not. There it is. And that's period. Mic drop. There's no rebuttal to that. The creator, the eternal one, the king of the universe says it's not. He has spoken. I know I said that again, but it, that's it. Like, it's just, that's it. It's a that's, great one. that's how Queel always ended the conversation. I have spoken. And there was no arguing. There's no arguing with the creator. You don't argue with the designers of a program when it doesn't do all of the things that you want it to do. You submit a feature request, but you're not like questioning them and telling them, no, it's supposed to do this. You designed it to do this. Well, I don't care. It should do this. Find a different program. Who are you? (laughs) This is my program. You don't like it? Don't use it. Find a different product. Yeah. But see, the only thing is, this is the only product that'll save your life. Yeah. I mean, the ones that want to hear it will. Yes. Those are the ones that 
we love. We pray for the rest of them, but those are the ones that are going to want to come into our homes and not rip us to shreds. So what is the Christian reaction to the ones that don't want to hear it? You're not going to win every argument. You're not going to pray for them. You're not going to save everybody. Pray for them because the Holy Spirit has the power to do things that you can't. And he's also not tainted by the temptation of sin to sin in anger and zeal. Um, When they attack you on the internet, just ignore them. Ignore them. You don't have to reply. That's the wonderful thing about social media. You don't even have to react to the message. You can if you want. And like, that's all your reply is. It's just a reaction. Or you could leave them on red. You don't have to reply. Silence is an answer. Um, Also, you can go to Target. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, it's, oh, well, yeah. So it, it's it's not you. You're not the reason why this is happening. Target did this. Yeah. Target is the one that wanted to make money off of this, and then when and it was they took too it much, too far. When it was too much for them to handle, and they were getting whatever, it had nothing to do with the straights getting their way. It had everything to do with profit profit loss. Was it $9 billion in- They lost $9 billion in one week. <laughs> That's why they changed their stance. If they truly believed it, they wouldn't have. Right, because your convictions are your convictions. So it had nothing to do with the straight people getting their way. <laughs> Granted, they did, but it's not... I, I feel like there are more people that could just be like, I'm fine, I don't need to go there. Walmart's closer, whatever. Or Walmart... I also don't understand the climate we're in where it's like everybody has to be an ally or a homophobe. I can't I well that and I can't shop there or they have to not say this or I can't shop there. It's like shut up. Get off your high horse, okay? We're all living here. We're all humans. Yeah. Living. You need something and Target has it. Why wouldn't you go? Well, some people feel convicted about supporting an organization that supports that stuff. You don't have to that that stuff. You do that in your own silence and go. You move on. Oh, you mean like you don't have to post that you're not shopping at Target? I'm not shopping at Target anymore because they do stuff with penises and vagina that I don't like. Okay, you don't have to go to Target anymore. You don't have to tell people that you're not going to Target because now people are going to label you as something that you're, you might be, or you might not be. Okay. And you're not helping the rest of us. Well, I feel like some people post it on social media because they want to like have others agree with them and be like, right. Like, oh, is social media. Okay. Because you don't understand exactly what the person's trying to convey because you're not in the room with them. You miss tone, you miss inflection, you miss body language. You miss so much. Yeah. You miss eye contact and like just facial expressions. And Even listening to this, you might not get it. <laughs> yes, you're there's many the times where I come across as just like flat toned. Um, yeah. Or And you also like don't know what we do outside of this. Like that's not... I don't know. And I just don't think there's any grace given on any Humans side. have a habit of 
extrapolating who they think someone is based on like a very small amount of what they know about the person. And then the other thing about the world is that they look at us and they say, you're supposed to be this because this is what your Jesus says. We're a work in progress still. Okay. Just it's because like, I'm we forget- know all that. Just, yeah. How do you know all that? Okay. John <laughs> I, I don't want to get copyrighted on stuff. But yeah. Oh, come on. It's <laughs> no, we're not going to copyright on that. If we did, I mean, hey, we have what, 30 downloads? That's it, last episode. So. Um, well, I mean, all you have to do is go to the rehab he went to and no one will know. Yeah, right. <laughs> we watched that last night. It was pretty good. A little different than his regular Darker, stand-up, but... which is a little sad. Well, I mean, he had a dark couple of years. It's yeah. pretty rough for him. I wonder if it was the Holy Spirit that pulled him out of it. Hound to heaven. I mean, I would hope so. I love his bit about... You can't do anything worse to me than I can do to myself. <laughs> like, cancel me? I'll kill me. <laughs> I almost did. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this topic could probably go on for hours. And we don't have that kind of time, neither do you. So... Um, Please know that for us personally, for Frankie and Kay, if you know us, um, you are welcome at our table. We would love to sit and talk with you. Um, This is a safe place. And while it may be that we don't agree on certain things or you know we may have a different perspective know that it is safe here we we're not we're not the jury we can't yeah like we're not here to a death judge where you've been where you are it's just it's our job to tell you what god is doing and what his plan is i've sat at tables of people that had struggles that would make your skin crawl yep okay same and i call them brothers and sisters now and we rejoice with them and it is a beautiful day every time that we get to share the gospel and we see a soul light up with the light of christ it is a pure joy and that's that's what we want for everyone. We want to see everybody standing in the light of his glory. And Jesus is the only way to do that. So we have to believe him when he lays out how to live, what his ways are, how he designed his creation to function. Otherwise, it's this is this is it. This is all there is. This is horrible. <laughs> this I terrible. just watched a cable news channel. Everything is terrible. Red versus blue. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna say who they are. <laughs> yeah. So, um, not that we're running out of time. There's only ten minutes left of the show. I try to keep them an hour. Um. But if there's anything that you guys want to talk about, um, questions, 
concerns, comments, comments on happy things, quality, prayer, prayer requests. requests. We'll read those. Um, we, we weren't trying to it, jinx each other on that one. It's just it when you've been married for a decade, <laughs> you start to say the same things at if the same time. You don't want those read. Please preface that in the email. If you don't want anything read on air, preface it in the email. Um, but you could email, whatever. Uh, I think we're we're 100% on Spotify. I'm still waiting on Apple. And I'm still waiting on Google. We're on uh, Amazon Music. Mm-hmm. We are on iHeartRadio. <laughs> I don't know who still uses that, but whatever, we're on it. Um, and a couple other podcast apps that are a little less, uh, a little less known in my book. I, I tend to use either Spotify or Apple Music myself. But um, if there's not a paid partnership, it's just no, yeah. the products we prefer. If you want to talk to to me, it's not. Um, if you want a different app that we're not on and you listen to this on the website, please send me an email and I'll look into getting that done for you. Um, oh, I have to do the ad read. I didn't do an ad read. An ad read? Yeah. Um, this episode of the podcast was brought to you by Chubby Noon's Kitchen. And Chubby Noon's Kitchen is a meal-based ministry um, that believes in being the hands uh, to those who may need a meal, whether it's sickness, childbirth, um, loss just a of a loved one, loss of a loved one, difficult season. Yeah. Um, so they do a bunch of different things. They got like cookies and cakes and um, soups and breads. They will mail them to whoever. So if, if you go to their website, what's the website again? Do you know? www.chubbynoonskitchen.com Yeah, so they, um, we love their ministry. They're great people, and uh, I think you'd love them too. Um, I think their slogan is what, on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. The secret ingredient is always love. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give them a look and maybe pick up a Chubb special for somebody or pick out a Chubb special. And uh, yeah, so... Um, the latest person who ordered a Chubb special, I believe, was... Do you remember? Did they say who it was in the end? Mm, it might have been... Jane. 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 Jane, thank you for making this episode possible. Um, it's by your Chubb contribution <laughs> your Chubb special <laughs> contribution uh, that this episode was able to come out so we appreciate you for that and uh, Chubby and thank you again for sponsoring the episode and we've had their food before it's amazing <laughs> if you know you know you do know um, so yeah uh, I guess we should close the episode um if this episode has blessed you in any way, please feel free to share it. If it didn't and you still want to share it, um, ask, I ask that you share it. Uh, so, so either way, just share it. Yeah, share it so that we can be in other people's ears and other people's car rides and whatever. Sharing is caring. No, 
<laughs> you gotta stop being so creepy on the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Email that. Uh, request. Stop. Uh, but yeah, uh, I am Frankie, I, and my lovely wife Kay is the my co-host. Um, I did not introduce us. I forgot. So. Well, I mean, I you would think that they listened to episode one first. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Just so that they know who's talking. Yeah, I would hope you listen to episode a bunch of one so you kind of knew what you were expecting here. Faceless voices. Um, saying weird if things. This is the first episode you're listening to. We're I'm s- sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you kind of opted into that because you skipped the first episode. So. Yeah, but you opted in when you downloaded it. I'm going to put that. It. That, I'm going to put it in the show notes about what we talk about. So Yes. Um, that's on you. Yeah. I'm sorry, but also that's on you. Yeah. So send us an email <laughs> again, uh, ssjcpodcast at gmail.com, uh, or give us a follow on Twitter. I try to do updates on there. That's ssjcpod at ssjcpod, and that's on Twitter. So give us a follow there, and then... Once we're on Apple Music, if you want to give us a review, uh, we'll read five-star reviews only on the air. If it's four-star, I ain't reading it. Um, But if it's a five-star review, I will shout you out on the episode. Um, That seems kind of biased. Give us a five-star review. Please. Yeah. If you want to accompany it with an actual (laughs) written review, I'll read it. Um... If you give me a four-star review, I'll just say your name. So, if you want to be red, give us the extra star. If you don't want to give us a star... What if they give us five stars and they don't leave a comment? I'll read their name. (laughs) So then it's the same as giving us four stars. Thanks for the review. Thanks for the download. Comment, like, subscribe. And this has been uh, Sugar Spice and Jesus Christ... My back is killing me. We really need new chairs in here. This yes. Is not, this is not ideal. These um, are benches. Yeah, we're sitting on a bench. I was over on the bench. Another job. <laughs> Jesus be with you. Yeah, Jesus be with you guys. Enjoy your